This is K.M. Wyland, and you're listening to the 401st episode of the Helping Writers Become Authors podcast. I never know whether to think of September as the last month of summer or the first month of fall. Either way, it always feels like a transitional month, and it's definitely true this year. I'll be taking a short break from the blog and podcast in the middle of the month to visit family, which means I'm hustling to get lots done before then both in my work-in-progress Dreambreaker and the Creating Character Arcs workbook, which I still hope to publish in early October. We had a problem with the initial interior design, which set my schedule back a bit, but we're back in business now, and I'm still pressing for that October release date. Meanwhile, the latest post on my blog is why doubt is the key to flat character arcs. Flat character arcs are never stagnant as they challenge the status quo, and neither are their protagonists who must still overcome important doubts. To read the post, visit helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And now I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast, Most Common Writing Mistakes, Head Hopping POVs. You know you've moved beyond recreational storytelling to serious writing the moment you discover you're hopelessly confused about POV. Other than perhaps show versus tell, no fundamental principle of fiction dogs writers more than creating a solid narrative, which often begins by understanding how to avoid head hopping. Happens to all of us, we energetically send our story out for early critiques, only to have it returned to us covered in terse notes about head hopping, inconsistent point of view, and out of POV. In the beginning, these just seem like some more of those weird writer codes that make no sense for the uninitiated. So to get us started today, let's take a look at what these terms mean, why they're such bad mojo, and how you can correct them to create a stronger story. But first, actually, let's talk about what is POV. This, of course, refers to the point of view in which your story is told, through whose eyes will readers view the story. Usually it's the protagonists. Sometimes it will be multiple characters. Sometimes it will even be an omniscient narrator who doesn't actually feature in the story. Then the issue is further complicated in that you can also tell your story in a first-person POV using the pronouns I and me, or a third-person POV using the pronouns he, she, or him, her. You can find multiple resources on all of those if you visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. For now, suffice it that POV must not be a random choice. Indeed, it will be the driver that guides the entire journey of your story. As such, it must be consistent. And that is where head hopping becomes a problem. This colorful term refers to uncontrolled narratives in which the POV skips randomly from one character's head to another. For example... Charlie gripped his leather-wrapped steering wheel as he evaluated the racetrack stretched out in front of him. He would have to overcome his horrible starting position. Lucy, at the head of the pack, chuckled to herself. She was poised to win. Meanwhile, Linus could feel the thump-thump-thump of his right rear tire starting to blow. So, whose POV were we in? Everyone's, and no one's, right? The narrative jumps all over the place to peek into every available character's head. The result is expansive but also cluttered and perhaps even confusing. Almost all authors start out defaulting to head hopping. There are a couple of reasons for this. One is that the author is 
all his characters. We see into everyone's heads. We empathize with all of them. And quite naturally, we want to share all our characters with all our readers all the time. The second reason is that it seems so drastically limiting to keep a story in just one character's POV. How can readers possibly understand what's going on if they can't see that the bad guy is thinking about betraying the hero right now in this moment? Is it limiting? Yes. Is it challenging to make sure readers get all the info they need when maybe the protagonist doesn't know everything himself? Definitely. But that's the whole point. The limitations of a good POV are what create its structure and streamline it into an experience that makes sense for readers. One of the reasons head hopping is so difficult for authors to overcome is that it's not always immediately obvious why it's such a bad deal. When you're reading a book with a well done POV, the technique will be so smooth you almost don't realize what's going on. But an alert reader will always feel the effects of a poorly executed POV. Not only is head hopping often confusing in the moment, whose head are we even in right now? It's also a sign the entire narrative, all the way down to the structural foundation of the plot, lacks focus. A strong POV is all about narrowing the story's focus to a red hot point that tells readers this is what the story is about. This is just as true in a story with an omniscient POV or multiple POVs, even though both of these approaches widen their viewpoint beyond traditional single POV narratives, they are still focused and powerful. The POV has been carefully chosen to create a specific effect that brings the story to life in the most efficient way. Head hopping doesn't do this. Head hopping creates an undisciplined scattergun effect that whiplashes readers back and forth between characters, usually by means of very choppy transitions. Now, ultimately, learning how to overcome head hopping isn't actually about avoiding head hopping at all. Rather, it's about learning how to create and manage properly constructed POVs. And POV is a vast topic. There are many different approaches to POV, and which you choose to master depends on both your own preferences and the needs of your story. The requirements of a good, deep, third-person POV are very different from those of a well-done, omniscient POV. Your first step in learning to overcome head-hopping is to study the various types of POV and what makes them work when they're well-done. Fundamentally, however, what you need to know is that avoiding head-hopping means you have to do two things. Number one, stay in one narrator's head slash POV per scene. Number two, keep the perspective and voice of each POV consistent. For example, let's take our original example and put it all in Charlie's POV. Charlie gripped his leather-wrapped steering wheel as he evaluated the racetrack stretched out in front of him he would have to overcome his horrible starting position. Lucy, at the head of the pack, would be difficult to beat, especially with those evil-looking spikes she'd somehow gotten away with putting on her wheel rims. Just in front of him, he heard the familiar thump-thump-thump of a tire about to blow. He scanned the cars and saw Linus's green Chevy swerve. Good grief. Now, I know, I know, if you aren't allowed to head-hop, how can you possibly show readers what the other characters are doing and thinking? Fortunately, there are several great workarounds. Number one, don't worry about the other character's thoughts. 
Yeah, I know that sounds hard at first, but staying out of certain characters' heads is actually a tremendous opportunity for creating that magic ingredient of all good fiction, subtext. Plus, you might be surprised with how much you don't have to tell readers for them to still get the point. Number two, include multiple POVs. Remember, a multiple POV narrative is not the same thing as head hopping. In a multiple POV narrative, you view the story through the eyes of several different characters, but only one at a time, one per scene. Instead of randomly switching from character to character in the same scene, or worse, the same paragraph, as in our original example, you consciously control the perspective from scene to scene, indicating the switch with a scene break or chapter break so readers remain oriented in each POV. Number three, let the POV character infer the other character's thoughts and actions. You will also learn to rely on the inductive reasoning of your POV characters. Because you have limited the narrative to the powerful experience of allowing readers to discover the story alongside your narrator, that means readers get to learn things with this character. When he starts getting suspicious clues about another character, that's when the story's big picture unfolds for readers as well. This is also true on the smaller level of character-on-character interplay. For example, if your POV character is engaged in a conversation with a non-POV character, You don't have to jump to the other character's POV in order to indicate what she is thinking or feeling. The POV character can read her body language, just as we read other people's body language in real life, to infer the subtext beyond her words. And number four, utilize eyewitnesses to inform POV characters of unseen events. So what if there are important events your POV character wasn't around to witness? No problem. You can utilize any number of tricks to keep readers informed. This might range from having another character who was present come visit your protagonist and tell him about it, or the protagonist might read about it in a letter or a newspaper article or see it on TV. In certain stories, perhaps he might even have premonitions or dreams about it. Although writing a story without head hopping can initially feel limiting, it is actually an incredibly exciting challenge. Writing a cohesive, tight, focused narrative will create the foundation for an amazing story, one readers can trust to carry them securely and sensibly through the marvelous world of your story. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, you can visit my website at helpingwritersbecomeauthors.com. And be sure to check back again next week.